This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I'm so excited to speak with Marilyn Rose, who is the founder of My World Registry, a unique online registry that is bringing local experimental gifts to the world. Growing up in Chile, Marilyn was exposed to incredible landscapes that inspired her to someday help others enhance their experiences through travel. However, Marilyn put her dreams aside to pursue a different career path, and it wasn't until she became burnt out in the corporate world that she finally got the courage to pursue her passion to become an entrepreneur. Marilyn created My World Registry because she saw a gap in the industry for people who have enough stuff but want to have more experiences. The registry is also a marketplace where providers can sell their experiences to people who are interested in adventures. Listen on to find out how to fill your life with experiences, not things. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with Marilyn. Hey Marilyn. Hi Debbie, how are you? Thank you for being here. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure, yes. Um, offbeat to me means when you don't live like the norm. And to me, that's a very good thing because that's the way that you can find something that resonates with um, with you and not feel like there's something missing. Experiences are a great way to do this. Mm-hmm. So what were you doing before and how did you get to the point where you created a company that's all about experiences? Before I did this, I had a background in travel. I had a degree in the travel industry, and then I got one in psychology. And I was working for a nonprofit and helping kids need help with their development and, you know, helping their families and guidance on how to help their own kids. A few years after, I kind of got burned out on that, and I felt like something was missing and that I could use my knowledge and my background for better things that would actually feel good to me. And that wasn't it. So I decided to get a trained in doing real estate. And that felt really good. And um, later, I actually became a mom. So I had to kind of put all that, you know, on hold. And at the same time, you know, just living life and seeing how friends get married and do things differently nowadays than before. So like a, a gap for people when they're receiving gifts. And they're celebrating milestones. And I felt like things could be done better. So that's how I started looking into that. It's such a great idea because there's so many things now about minimalism and living more through experiences with our lives. And it should be something that people should be getting right instead of getting pots and pans or all of these material objects that most of us don't really need. It would have been really great to get a honeymoon for free or <laughs> all of these different experiences, even if it's just somewhere in your hometown where you learn how to cook or skydive or something. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with, you know, the material items that we need, but most of us like to get them ourselves. And also, you know, for example, when somebody's getting married, usually they're already living together and they have everything they need. So getting an experience is not only 
so much better for the gift receivers, but also the ones that give it. It feels good, you know, to, to give something that you know for a fact is going to make them smile. And they're actually going to remember and have memories of, nobody has memories of pots and pans. <laughs> Unless you're a really good cook. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, what was the first steps that you took in order to realize this goal and this dream that you had to create this company about experiences? Because you did not have a background with this. You, I mean, you were into travel and you did have something with real estate, but completely different from the norm. I decided I was gonna. I was very serious about this. I really wanted to do this and make it work. And so I started researching, you know, about business, really education on how to run a business, how to create a business. And I actually signed up for a program in Portland, Oregon. At this time, I was already living in Portland. That was like a, a foundations for starting a business class. It was offered by Mer- Mercy Corps Northwest. That was the first thing I did, educate myself on actually running a business because I already knew everything about the field that I wanted to have a business in, but I did not know how to run a business. And that's the hardest thing to do is the beginning parts of it when you don't know anything, when you're completely clueless and there's so much information that's out there. How did you figure out what to do? What kind of research did you do? And was it a little bit overwhelming as well? It was overwhelming, but at the same time, it was fun. started by talking to people who own businesses, friends of mine, saying I trust more like experiences rather than books and things that you are taught by traditional ways. So my first thing was to actually kind of interview, casually interview friends that own businesses and hear their experiences. And then after that, I wanted to seek formal education on how to do it as well and I started looking for programs that would be good for women like me you know like myself now you mentioned that you're a mom and there's a lot of people that would hesitate to start a new career start a business because of all of the other responsibilities that they have or it could be a really hard transition how was that for you oh it was hard (laughs) I, I had already started doing things for creating a business before I I even got pregnant. Then I got pregnant and I was in the middle of it, but I thought, oh yes, there's plenty of time. I'll probably launch this business before I become a mom and then it, it'll be easier because it'll be launched. But that did not happen that way. <laughs> it's very humbling to see, you know, when you learn how much you have to do and all the little things that are involved in creating a business. And it's also very important to listen to the timing and I knew I wasn't ready to do it yet, but my baby came. So she came before it was expected and I didn't get to launch at that time. And what I had to do is just put kind of put it on hold for a few years because I needed to be there for my baby. So I was it was always in the radar, radar and I was making a little bit of progress here and there, but it was pretty much on hold for a few years because of becoming a mom. <laughs> you know, some people... I think that if you, it, it all depends on your own personal situation. Like if you have family nearby and help, that makes it easier. But for me, it was just me and my husband. So I didn't have too much help with the baby. So that's why I had to put it on hold for a little bit. Now, what has been the biggest setback that you have experienced throughout all of this? And how do you usually handle them? The biggest setback, I will have to say, was the actual business technology. And that was something that I don't do. I had to hire. And we didn't know much. I had zero 
knowledge of how creating a website works and how it involves so many little things that you never think of. And it's like a machine. <laughs> and if one thing breaks on one side, sometimes it affects 10 other things on the other side. That was the biggest learning curve for me. And, and it was the biggest setback because I actually had to build the website three times over. Oh, wow. <laughs> three different developers. So that was that was really the, the biggest setback. So I'm glad that now I have really good people <laughs> with us. <laughs> That is actually one of the hardest things to do is to find good people to work with you. When you were trying to find all of the programmers and your assistants, how did you do that? I was also asking friends and people that I knew had websites or asking friends if they knew a good, solid person or team that they had worked with or knew well. Because again, I didn't want to do a research online because sometimes the reviews are kind of not really real. So um, I wanted to talk to people. But the problem was that not many people had built sites like the one that I had, which is very intricated. So even those referrals didn't really work out so well. And sometimes the developers themselves, they might think they know how to do this, but then when they, they get their hands on it, they're like, oh, this is a little more complicated. And it's always more complicated for the developers than the actual creators because we just see the end results of it. We don't see the back end of what actually needs to get done. When you were trying to push your company out and you were trying to get clients, how did you do that? How did you try to find your clientele? And was it a hard process for you to do to go into this type of niche? I feel like my people were actually just waiting for it to come out. And most people that learn about my business are instantly lit, like their faces just light up. Oh, this is awesome. I love this. I already love giving experiences anyway for Christmas or this and that. So it's been really easy to find because it's like everybody's been waiting for it. it. At least that's how it feels. Especially in the travel industry, I think this is something that everyone wants all the time and we're just not given it. So it's definitely a great niche to be in and there is a hole in the market that you definitely filled and also make sure you listen to our extended interview because Marilyn and I are going to talk more about how experiences can also improve your mental health so I'm really excited to talk to you about yeah, that Marilyn <laughs> you have talked to a lot of people in your industry now what has been the worst advice that you have ever received oh somebody told me once the website is not important. That's not how you're going to make, make the business. I thought that was kind of not accurate, but he insisted and insisted. And now in my gut feeling, I felt like, well, my website is the actual product that is the service in it. I want it to be right and look right because to me, that was a no-brainer. So that was the worst advice and I did not follow it. <laughs> That's a good thing. I mean, especially now we all get our clients pretty much online and you can reach so many more people that way. So if you're not taking advantage of that, then there's something missing there. <laughs> how are you able to finance this company from the start and how do you continue to create income today? The financing part is always hard unless you're a millionaire. And for me, I actually have been wanting to not get investors. And so it's been basically just myself and my husband. He's a co-owner of the business and 
we just pull it off ourselves little by little and doing um, actually had to learn a lot about doing things myself and that's been also saving me a lot of money and then how how do you continue to create income today with your business well we just launched like two months ago so right now yeah we're pretty new right now we're actually spending money more than anything else because we're doing a lot of marketing and outreach and events and there's a lot of uh, recruiting providers and seeking experiences. So we are in full force and being proactive to get the business and known by more people and reach more people. That's also a really hard part of starting your own business is not realizing how much money you have to put out first before you can start making it back. You talked about a lot of things that you've learned. What has been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far while you're preparing to launch your company? I think the most important has been to trust in yourself and trust your gut feeling because there's a lot of things that I didn't know about running a business or launching a business and that is natural. Nobody is born with that knowledge. But that shouldn't let you feel like you are not in capacity of doing it. So to me, that was the biggest lesson. Just listen to myself. And if I know, if I feel that I know that I need to go through with this, then I must do it. Exactly. If it's something that you really love to do, you have to listen to your gut. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable for a really long time. Yeah, until you finally listen. (laughs) So Marilyn, let's fast forward to 30 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, I think for giving people an opportunity and an easy way to learn and see what's out there for them and not only to know about things that they never thought existed or could be done experiential wise, but also to do it quickly to to fight because to me, let's say that you're trying to achieve wellness in something, you're, you need healing or something like that. And you have tried all these things, but you don't know what else is out there unless you find it somehow. And so I, I want to be remembered by having provided a way for people to easily find many, many options for helping themselves. That's such a great way of putting your legacy out there. Now, let's get to some fun questions. Some people like myself, I nerd out on interviewing, inspiring people like you, hiking. What about you, Marilyn? What do you nerd out on? Well, I love knitting. That's one thing I've always loved. Kind of has nothing to do with what I'm doing, but it's something that really gives me joy. What are you working on currently that is really exciting to you? I am working on creating more events for people through the experiences that I offer in the in my world registry. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Um, I would say just go to our website, our Facebook page, our Instagram. We're pretty active there and always offering amazing content and um, fun stuff to learn more about. Uh, the website is myworldregistry.com. And our Instagram page is my world registry with underscore after my and after world. So my underscore world underscore registry. And our Facebook page is my world registry. Perfect. Thank you so much, Marilyn, for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It it was fun. (laughs) 
I hope you enjoyed this interview with Marilyn. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Marilyn where she shares how experiences can improve your mental health. Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.